Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walter. It's my joy to be on there. You know, I love radio. I really do. I don't know how I love it so much, but I guess I grew up with it. And um, this is a nice day to be on the radio in Seattle. The sun is shining outside. It looks beautiful. You can see the mountains. And you can see the reason why we stay here is on a day like today. How you doing, Mr. Rye and Mr. Hay- uh, Mr. Haywood? How y'all doing today? I'm doing fine, Reverend Harriet. As you know, we're uh, enjoying us. I guess it's going to be pretty warm again today. But I must say, uh, being a Seattleite uh, for a couple of days, I was glad to see some clouds. It's been so darn yeah. hot. So <laughs> Amen. clouds didn't bother me yeah. at all. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But as you know, so we're going to have I, a great show today. I just want to tell everybody we're going to have a great show today. And I want to thank all my supporters for supporting Mothers for Police Accountability and all the work we've been doing. You know, we've grown up now. We're 32 years old. So our baby's out the house. <laughs> if your baby's still living with you at the age 32, that's a problem. So anyway, we're going to have a great conversation here today. It's going to be conversational about what's happening in Seattle and also, uh, you know, our, our commemoration of the 59th year of the March on Washington. All right, Mr. Wiley, I'll let you start it off because you are the, you are the guy that knows it and um, got Mr. Evans here. They're back up, and I'm just over here listening. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Hayward and I are co-conveners of the Seattle MLK uh, Martin Luther King Com- Committee Commemoration Committee, and uh, we don't, being in Martin Luther King Jr. County, we thought it was incumbent upon some of us to have anything dealing with Martin Luther King as a reminder, a celebration, observation, and a motivation to continue to work uh, for uh, our rights. And as you know, yes. from the current political atmosphere <laughs> and feelings in Washington, D.C. and across the uh, country, across the country. Really, it's uh, really been uh, popular for people to show who they really are. Yes. And, uh, yes. Uh, thank God right now it's only about 37%. That's still a little too high. Uh, we saw what happened January 6th. We see what's happening right now. We see uh, the governor of uh, Texas my busing uh, uh, folks who are crossing the border, bust them to Washington, D.C. and New York. And uh, so I really don't see how 38% of the Hispanic population could keep voting for that kind of activity. And I think uh, the Roe v. Wade uh, decision has caused a lot of people to really open their eyes in all communities. Uh, But as we continue to hold up uh, Dr. King's philosophy of nonviolence, his dream, his fight and quest for equality for uh, African-Americans, because uh, uh, the civil rights movement in the 60s was primarily and predominantly about African descendants of the United the States Negro. enslaved. The good old Negro. <laughs> yeah, the people who have been here 400 years who built this country for free. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always have a big tent. And uh, Dr. King said that uh, he's going to try to help all God's children. And we have to live that philosophy ourselves. That's why in the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee, we acknowledge people who are leaders in all communities of color. And including right. white ones, like we have Reverend Paul Benz. Oh we yeah, have, he's a- <laughs> we, yeah. We you know he we have an award name for Reverend Paul Benz now, because he's been oh, a wonderful. trooper. He's been a trooper uh, on the ground, and pretty soon we're gonna have uh, a police accountability award for a Reverend that has a, a talk show host. Pretty soon, <laughs> <All right. laughs> we got to have he's one of those. Too. We trying to find. No, we 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 looking for some good police and good leadership in law enforcement to put your name on. We ain't gonna put this, put it on anybody. But uh, <laughs> so the thing is, is that right now we know that our rights to vote are under attack, our civil and human rights under attack. And people get upset when I say 
uh, black men and women in South Korea, Germany, Japan, the Middle East, and all over fighting for someone else's freedom when they don't have their freedom here. Our right. enemies are not foreign. Our enemies, black people's enemies, are domestic. I don't care how you That's want right. to put it. It's the same, right. same fight Dr. King had. That's right. uh, the, the, the Jim Crow discrimination and racism is resurging like it never has before. And right. it hasn't been like this since Dr. King was alive. So that's why we think it's imperative that we acknowledge that when Dr. King died on his birthday, when he died, when he was assassinated, when they tried to kill uh, uh, our uh, 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 dreams for to become uh, 100% American citizens. And then also uh, the 1963 March on Washington, which is 59, the 59th anniversary will be on Sunday. And that march in 63 was for jobs and freedom. There That's were 250,000 right. people. There were a significant number of whites there, but it was overwhelming. And 250,000 black folks got together. Now one person got shot. Okay. Well, but, I'll, you know, but also, Mr. Ryan, in those days, everything was segregated. So just think about the people who did not stay. But then I did hear that people were staying in people's homes. But look at the buses. I mean, you know, I mean, look how people got there. They came from all over the place. They didn't have no uh, TikTok. Uh, they didn't have no internet. Uh, and they organized all of these people, Ethel Randolph and all these people, they organized. It, it was a great American organizing without any, any, without any social media. You think about uh, the work these people did without no social media. They had those, what, those little five by seven cards calling up people, you know? That's right. And, and having to go up and show up at the church for the meeting. You know, you didn't have, you didn't have, you couldn't just zoom and be a bedside Baptist. You had to get up and go to church if you wanted to hear the word. But now we got all kind of technology because I heard Reverend Braxton yesterday and I really enjoyed his sermon out of Luke and the woman being bent over. I enjoyed that sermon. And uh, Reverend Braxton will be one of our speakers for the event on a Sunday, August 28th, the 59th anniversary of uh, the commemoration of the March on Martin Luther King, uh, on Washington, D.C. for jobs and freedom. Uh, you know why I'm so happy about 59? Because I graduated June 10th, 1963. So I'm invested in this, okay? I mean, so, uh, and then I was in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, uh, August 28th, 1963. So, you know, so, 60, so 59 years rings with me too. That's how long I've been out of high school. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> That's all right. But, uh, but I wanted to just say before we went to Hayward that uh, uh, my father was, uh, we got to Seattle from Shreveport, Louisiana, my father was uh, 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 selected by A. Philip Randolph, Asa Philip Randolph, in 1950 to be the, one of the Northwest organizers for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. Now, the, he did offer the positions to two of my father's older brothers, but they had their kids going to college, and we were much younger. My dad was the youngest one in the family. They said, well, no, uh, Eddie's, his kids are still in grade school, so get him. Go If anything happened to him, we can take care of his kids, our kids in college. And in those days, the Pullman Porters were making as much as the high school principal. And uh, Asa, A. Philip Randolph organized that. And he was going to have a march in the 40s, but they right. postponed it. So but right. I did get a chance to meet him when I was 12 years old in Seattle. Oh, really? I got okay, a you, know, to meet. you know he's from Florida. You know that, right? You know all my Florida people. Oh, he's I know from you Florida. Know him. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but that's how we got to Seattle through, through okay. my father being designated to be the, uh, one of the Northwest organizers for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. And uh, that's why it's really important to remember him. And that's why we'll also have uh, Gabriel Prawl, the president of Seattle, A. Philip Randolph Institute yes. chapter, 
I, I, we want to have him on as well. We want to have all the folks who were involved uh, in that 1963 march, the Black clergy, the Urban League, the NAACP, uh, the, the uh, APRIA, Philip Randolph Institute, and others who were uh, involved in, in that march. Like we had Lim Howell be one of the speakers. Lim oh, attended, he attended the 1963 march on Washington. Oh, wow. He was working at some oh. firm and he couldn't tell him he was going to the march. He would have been fired. So he avoided all TV cameras and press. But uh, he can share that experience as well. So I want to have Hayward Evans can give you a little few more details about oh, actual yeah. program. We do need, we, we are going to have a reception at Hope Street Church of Christ. We do need some help, y'all. The food will be paid for. But if anybody wants to just help hand, lend a hand in memory of Martin Luther King Jr., what he's done for us, we do need some support. We got Candace Beatty has already volunteered to help with the reception. And so we, we do need help there. So I'll hey, call up, I'll call Vicky Beach and see if she can help. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, we'll I'll call it. up Vicky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we appreciate it. And, and on that note, thank you for having me, Rev. And and, and you know, on that note, a shout out to uh Minister Jimmy Hurd. And oh, yeah, yeah, that's what that's that, yeah, that church man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's quite popular. You know, it's like I was over there the other day uh, for the mayor's I you know, because if people having these community meetings about who they'd like to see in a new mayor. And it was well attended over there that day. The, AFA, the NAACP was involved with that. And also Mary Flowers group by um, Mary Flowers and, and the Black Caucus, uh, the Black Prisoners Caucus and stuff like that. So it's, it, that church is really, it's a community church, isn't it? He's opened his door to the community. That's wonderful. Yes, Mary Flowers is, is uh, Andrea Rye's first cousin. Their mother's yeah, I, I want to let you all know that. So. Yeah, well, I, I know that. And then I found out that Rhonda's in that crowd, too. <laughs> That's right. Her mother was the youngest of the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know that through Helen Gordon. She was, she was a lifetime friend of mine. <laughs> their uncle, Leroy, was their uncle. That's how I got to know that information. <laughs> you, you got the family down, Reverend Harry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Helen was I was lifetime friends. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Hayward. I'm no, no, sorry, no, Rev. I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. Yeah, we're having a conversation today, just down there, you know. What fifty nine years feel like? Hmm. Well, I can tell you. Go right ahead. <laughs> you know, and, and to the listenership, it's, again, it's been fifty nine years since uh, <laughs> Dr. King did his epic speech. You know, I have a dream. Yes, nine years. Now think about his dream, and then think about what's going on today. And yes. he was alluding to it. We had an insurrection this past January. Right. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. When we right. look at the pullback, voter suppression. The yeah. uh, woman's right to choose and what the Supreme Court is doing. This is a time that we have to get engaged. Oh, Please. yes. You know, really and truly. And, 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 and uh, I, I, just, uh, I mean, can't just call you Hayward. <laughs> uh, Hayward, you know what? It's so important. It, it, it's, it's for the young people. Because in, in another 30 years, if we don't get these young people disconnected, our people be back in bondage again, okay? Back in bondage. If, if, someone, if some people had their way, we would be. That's yeah, right. I'm talking that's about right, 45. Right. That's why that's why the this this um this gathering uh Saturday is so important. Or Sunday, excuse Sunday, me. Sunday, yes, yeah, Sunday. It, it, mm -hmm. yeah, Sunday is a rally uh, for an equitable just society. 
They keep talking about inclusion, diversity, but but where is it? Where is the solution? Why are we doing it? That's right. That's right. The right to pursue the the pursuit of happiness, you know, to live the good life, you know, it's it's ours to live and it's for everybody. I mean, you know, the creator created the world with all kinds of people in it. And it really is time for these people to grow up and stop being antithetical to what they say. They say they're Christian. They want to wrap themselves up in the Bible. But they're antithetical to the Christ. <laughs> Amen. And look, if Jesus was here, what do you think Jesus would be saying? You think, well, he'd be over here talking to us about these 59 years, okay? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, we have a lot of people who we're going to be recognizing uh, um, uh, this Sunday as well. These people okay. have done so much for our community. If I can just name a couple of them, like sure, Michelle, Michelle Merriweather, uh, President and CEO of the Urban League. She's yes. going to be receiving the Edwin T. Pratt Community Service Award. Yes. Why? Because look at all the work that she's done in the community at the Urban League. And mm-hmm. that award was named after somebody local, the uh, past director of the Urban League, who was shot and killed and never found his uh, assassin. No, it's, 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 it's an open dead. case, okay? It has not ever been solved. Uh, that case has not been solved. Then, then we got uh, Bridget, Bridget Hampstead. Now, now, Bridget's getting the Odessa Brown Humanitarian Award. Oh, okay. She, just a couple of weeks ago, she had a big event up in Skyway at the uh, grocery outlet. She makes people aware of breast cancer, particularly in the black community. Free yes. mammograms. Just the uh, it's the Sierra sisters. They've done so much in the community to help people from a health perspective. So she'll be getting right. the health award. Then you got Bishop Zachary Bruce Senior. Oh yes, oh my Freedom, goodness, Freedom Baptist Church, and this is a new award for it. Reverend Dr. Samuel B. McKinney, clergy leadership. We believe people in the clergy have to be recognized. It was the clergy that was the lead in in the March on Washington. Granted, A. Philip Randolph did all the organizing, but it was the clergy that pulled people together from all over the nation. All all over the country, yes. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we have a clergy leadership award. Then we have, and she's been with us since the beginning, uh, Toshiko Hasegawa. She's getting the uh, Ake Kurose Public Service Public Service Award. She's a port commissioner now, but she's been she's been our host at events, and uh, she's just a great person. I'm really, really very proud of her. Uh, her is that, was, Bob, was, is that Bob's daughter? Is that yeah, Bob Hoss? Yeah, well, she was originally member, original member of the MLK Commemoration Committee. Anyway, and exactly, was, and she was our first like MC. We had her. She was emceed all the programs. Uh, her and Dominique, they were they were absolutely fantastic team. Uh, Tisha Marie um, Warrenscroft, and she's out of Tacoma. Uh, if you want to talk about Tisha, she's getting the uh, uh, Berlin Jones Advocacy Award. And Berlin oh, Jones, Berlin Jones. Okay, yes, 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 yes. That's how I love. Yeah. That's how I love Tisha man. Marie is the founder of Legally Black. Uh, oh, and they've gone yeah. around where they've had like racist graffiti on black folks' homes and. Uh, Parkland, Washington, on uh, and she's organized people to come not only remove it but have bring the press's attention to it. And all oh, yeah. he's, he's uh, the uh, uh, the neighbors' uh, fears about what's going to happen next uh, when she shows up with that posse. It makes a big difference. So, yeah, <laughs> she's been also a changer for the Tacoma City Council as well. I don't know if she got an appointment or not, but she she's worthy and deserving because of what Legally Black has been doing. Oh, absolutely. Wow. And then we have Claudia Kaufman from the Muckleshoots. Oh, yes, yes, yes. When she was with the Muckleshoots, she's gotten into various communities. 
to support uh, equality and upward mobility right. of all people. That's right. That's right. And she'll well, be receiving well, the Roberto Maestas Community Leadership Award. Wonderful. Yep. And, that, and anybody knows El Centro de la Rosa, you know the founder, Roberto Maestas. That's right. That's uh, and right. And of course, we, we have our own Seattle Mayor Bruce Harrell. And I think Bruce yeah. has done great things. And the first yeah. African-American on the city council, the award's named after Sam Smith, elected official, outstanding yes. achievement award. You, his motto was, how you doing, neighbor? There you, you go. Know, how are you, neighbor? You know, how, I didn't know, I didn't know, how you doing, neighbor? And you know, he won citywide. Now, you have to understand that. That's not these little districts that people are talking about. If we go back to citywide, Seattle would be a better city. But Sam Smith won citywide. Can you imagine that? Yeah, he and Art Fletcher were the first two blacks to win citywide elections. Art Fletcher won the Pasco City Council. Sam Smith won Seattle City Council in 1968. Wow, and I wasn't here. I came in 75, but I know in his voice. And that's how we saved that, uh, that, that East Precinct, because uh, Sam Smith is the reason why you got a precinct in this area. Because before, all the police service had to come from either downtown or south somewhere. You had no police service in the central area or Capitol Hill. You had all these people. And Sam Smith worked for that. And then they were talking about giving it away or shutting it down. It ought to be named the East Precinct, Sam Smith's East Precinct, okay? Well, I because think it, belongs that's excellent. it belongs to us, okay? That is, that's, a, that's truly an excellent idea. I, yeah. I think that's something worth pursuing. That's something pursuing because it had not been for Sam Smith. And I don't know the story, but the people told me that, that, that people would call the ambulance because the ambulance would come quicker to the central area in those days uh, uh, than, than, than the police would come. So people was suffering, needing some help over here, and they couldn't get none. But just think about Sam Smith. What's what would somebody do that today with that kind of, you know? And being Bruce is talking about one Seattle. Well, you know, and Sam did that. You know, how you doing, neighbor? I mean, he was all out there in Lake City and all these people calling everybody neighbors. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, me personally, I think Bruce is doing a stellar job as the mayor of Seattle, and I think he really is putting the city back on the right track. So we're going to be honoring him, um, honoring him this Sunday. But last but not least, uh, the Bernie White Bear Living Legacy Award. And that goes to our own Claude Burfecht. Claude, vice president of the NAACP, founder of a bunch of organizations, big, a big person in labor, King County Labor Council. He's been pushing collective bargaining all his adult life. And he was at the march in Washington, too. He oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brendan Bernie Whitefire was such a great person. He worked with all of us. I mean, he helped us. He helped us out. Uh, I, you know, and I, I, I don't know that story, but I know Eddie knows it. I mean, Bernie was there. Uh, it was, uh, uh, Roberto was there when they took over these uh, facilities and uh, helped one another. I mean, so I mean, you know that story more than that, better than I do. But uh, they, they had they came together to do something, and uh, Daybreak Star is still standing today. <laughs> And that's why all of our awards are named after local people. Too many of us, too many of yeah. us, Rev, get lost in time. Soon that's as right. time passes, after all these accomplishments, and people forget about it. We're saying right. we shouldn't forget about it. We need to know that's our right. history. And, but we also need to understand what's going on here. Okay, right. well, I just want to make one point uh, I think that folks need to hear. Uh, uh, other people were uh, offered the recognition but for whatever reason declined or didn't respond. So I'm saying we have other deserving people in the city of Seattle in the central area and other parts of the city and, the, and Martin Luther King Jr. County uh, that were asked to, uh, if they would receive the award and there was no response, therefore 
Uh, we won't mention no names, but uh, there are a lot of people who are doing some positive things and the MLK Commemoration Committee wanted to acknowledge them, but due to whatever reason, uh, these folks decided not to respond. So I just want to make that clear as well. Because you might hear, well, so and so should, yeah, well, that's true. We're going to yeah, be maybe, doing yeah, something. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll get it next year, but the award criteria, I think, is important. Yeah. Why do these people receive this award? Award recipients must characterize and embody the principles which guided Reverend Dr. King Jr. in the civil rights movement, a philosophy of nonviolence, multiracial reconciliation, interfaith cooperation and courage both moral and physical, to address the powerful on behalf of the disempowered. These people are the change makers in our community. And everybody out here can be a change maker. We just want people to get engaged and get involved. This event on Sunday, 2.30, uh, at Martin Luther King Jr. Civil Rights Memorial Park is a perfect time to come out and express yourself. What do you want to see change in our society to make this a more just place to live? And well, I intend to be there. I intend to be there. I think I've been to every, all of them. Uh, uh, you know, I remember when when our dear friend uh, Jackie and Verlene was alive. You know, Amen. and uh, how they always was there. And you know, one of the things that I'm proud about, Seattle, we could talk about that. If you have a core group of people that just keep doing the work. I mean, you know, we all need more help. You know, I mean, we all need more help. But 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 the uh, but, but the dedication to the black community. I, I'm the black community first. I mean, that's why I tell people when they tell you to say people of color, I say, don't don't leave your mother behind. If your mother was black, say African-Americans and other people. If you got to say that people of color. But for us, I mean, we have a group of people who keep uh, doing the work. And I really want to appreciate you and uh, Mr. Wise to keep doing the work. And then I know when I know when November comes, we'll be looking at January and I know what happens in January. And then we know what happens on April 4th. Amen. And it's us. We have to keep this alive because history, I'm convinced that we don't do this in, in, in another generation without our children knowing their history, all of it, uh, they're going to make some trouble mistakes and be back in places that, because we might have another Clarence Thomas on the bench by then, so we don't know. <laughs> that's yeah, and, 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 that, and that's a serious, serious concern. If we look at the makeup of the uh, Supreme Court, if that's we right. look at number 45, Trump, everybody knows what Trump's trying to pull. Now, that's come right. on now. Get real that's about right. it. That's right. That's right. And, and like, that's you're not going to be uh, uh, hurt by him if he gets back in. He wants an authoritarian society. We can't right. have that. Right. Well, all I'm saying is uh, that uh, the, the Democrats take over. They need to expand the Supreme Court to 12 and get three justices on there in their right mind. Yeah, I, I'm for it. Absolutely. We got to do something, something critical right now. I mean, how can they take away a woman's right to choose? But that's what the court did. I mean, come on, come on, uh, ladies. You need to be out here and, and, and talking and carrying your signs saying women should have a right to choose. Carolyn Riley Payne, president of NAACP, will speak that issue on yes. uh, Sunday at MLK Park, 2200 Martin Luther King Jr. Way South. At 2.30 Sunday is the 59th anniversary of the 1963 March on Washington. 59 years later, we have the same battles and the same challenges. Same battle. I mean, now, you know, Mr. Rice, so this is so poignant. I, when I grew up, when I graduated in 1963, June 10th, we had 110 people in our second class at Coons Academy. Never had a new book in my life. Never had a new book in my life. My whole life is hidden figures, oh, just like it was for Katherine Johnson. And, and the thing about it, I, I, the colored water fountains was the law of the land. 
the back door was the law of the land. I mean, Thurgood Marshall had not won yet at the Supreme Court right. in 1963. He had not won yet, okay? And to think about where we are today, and I tell you, if you do not study history and learn from that, we're doomed to re repeat it. Sure. Marcus Garvey said that if we didn't organize for our own self-protection, we would be annihilated. And his birthday was uh, August 17th. Uh, uh, and, and so this is where we are today. It's about organizing. I mean, we can never stop organizing for our own self-protection in America. And that's what you all are doing. That's why, that's why this, is such a good, this is such a good thing to know. And, um, and I'm going to encourage people to bring their children. Because some of this is not for us. It's for the children. They need this shield and buckler. They need, these children need this as a shield and buckler when they go into these classrooms, when people talking, talking stuff to them, that y'all ain't never done nothing, but y'all ain't never a bunch of criminals or whatever. Our children need to be put, they need to have the shield and buckler and history is the shield and buckler. And what history. you said, it was, it was a March on Washington, the, the 1963 March on Washington that forced Kennedy to go ahead and put together the law that that, uh, that uh, President Lyndon Bain Johnson had to sign, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Then a year later, the 65 uh, Voter Rights Act. Right. That, that, that was, that was right directly now. related to that march. Without that march, it wouldn't happen. We gotta, and everything, we and, and, and it's under attack now because what we missed, uh, uh, what we missed is a southern strategy. The day that link, the day that they, they, they passed all these bills, these people decided that they came up with the Southern strategy. And Mr. Wright might already know this. When they came up with this, and a part of that was that when integration came in, 28,000 black teachers lost their jobs in the South and they never taught again because they were determined that their kids would not be in the classroom with black people, black kids. And that's why they started special ed. So they've been working at this for 40 years. They didn't just not get Trump, they, they got Reagan. If, if I may, we can say this past week, black farmers were supposed to be receiving their fair share and a set aside. It just got pulled away from them and they opened it back up again. They said, no, you can't do it by race. Turned around. Well, but they took their property by race. Sure I know, did. but they, they, they had a, a grant set up specifically for people of color who are in farming. Just well, they took were it Negroes. away. Let's just call it right. They were Negroes. They were black. Negroes. Didn't, okay, we I mean, haven't we even had the farming right. bill for a year. And they right. already suppressed it, and they opened well, it up because to, they want to the, the white property. farmers who complained that okay. they need some the of white the farmers. Too. They have gotten everything from the seeds. They what is the, what are those tractors? You know them big old deer. I mean, they've gotten everything plus the land, and then they're still not satisfied. That's why they antithetical to life. Amen. And, I'm and they get subsidies when they're not to grow crops. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Again. They've decided 40 years ago that the black man, we could get these laws, but we would not have no economic justice. And that's where Art Fletcher came along. And then, you know, the history about that piece. Yes, but look, you know, I mean, they try to take everything back. But I tell you, it, time does not go back. Have you ever seen your clock go backwards? Anybody? I mean, no. <laughs> no. The clock, I, mean, I mean, time does not go backwards. You know, I mean, these are the people who still think that the earth is flat. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. Well, I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage people in the, in this building where I'm at and other places to bring their children, because the children need to hear. The children exactly need right. to know that uh, we need to get some TikToks out there. We need to get some young people putting history on TikTok. So I'm gonna look about that because that's where everybody's at right now. It's yeah. okay. We we get 
we get some young people like that young guy that's going to sing you know what's his name who does singing so Stella well Williams. yeah oh yeah you know, Chandler. Can... he's going to be there yeah i know he's going to be there you know i saw that you know yeah you know and he's great he's great you know he's great so well this is wonderful i know i'm going to be there and then you know let's take a break and come back and talk about the centennial you know the garfield event right okay all right That's Mm -hmm. All right. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, from Walden. We'll be right back. The Public Defenders Association's Racial Disparity Project is proud to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in partnership with Mothers for Police Accountability and other community allies. The Racial Disparity Project fights for police reform and helps to increase understanding that issues of addiction, mental illness, and homelessness can be better solved through public health strategies than through law enforcement. The Public Defender Association Racial Disparity Project reducing racial inequality in the Seattle King justice system since 1998. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Washington. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial because we will this message presented by the washington interscholastic activities association and the washington state secondary athletic administrators association reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship hi this is dr k mahina intra inviting you to tune in on mondays on 1150 kknw at 5 p.m to dr k's attuning to your abundance where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM, KKNW, and it is a lovely day. It really is. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. You always play the appropriate music for, for Mother's Justice Show. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you always taking care of me that way. I wanted to bring my guests back, local, local, local uh, civil rights uh, workers here, uh, national icons and um, all of that. Uh, I'm going to bring back Mr. Uh, Eddie Rye and uh, Mr. Uh, Haywood Evans. Uh, they just continue to do the work here. And it's something about this generation of people. Some people say, when y'all going to stop? You know, I said, I'm just going to stop doing what? I love what I'm doing. So what I'm going to stop for? <laughs> so, yeah, come on in. Let's talk about some of this other, uh, this other local stuff that's happening. This is, a, this is just a busy week for Seattle, isn't it? Yes. My goodness. Yeah, this is going to be a real big one. Uh, as a matter of fact, it started planning in 1998 for the 2020 centennial of Garfield High School, with which I am a graduate. And... Uh, as you know, COVID stepped in. And so for two years, it had to be uh, postponed. But uh, on uh, Saturday, August 27th, 
uh, from 9.30 to 5. Uh, there will be uh, the gathering at Garfield High School. And uh, a lot of sponsors like the Experience Hendrix Project, the Garfield Superblock, uh, the Wing Luke Museum, the Northwest African American Museum, uh, the retired Seattle Black Firefighters, uh, the Museum of History and Industry, Seattle Parks and Recreation, the Seattle Public Library, uh, the Jewish Historical Society, the Black Heritage Society, the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition, should be MLKCC, Seattle Neighborhoods, and the Golden Grads of Garfield. Those are some of the sponsors of the event. And there have been a number of, uh, of uh, financial sponsors, which has been really encouraging. And uh, uh, it will start off at 9.30. There'll be a lot of different things going on, like uh, reunions by decades. Uh, there will be uh, performances, uh, say from 9.30 to 11 will be uh, the reunions, uh, the many reunions uh, from uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s will be from 9.30 to 11, from 2.30 to 4, uh, the 2000s, and 2012 through 2022 will have many reunions. Uh, there will also be uh, uh, music as well. There will be uh, students of, uh, will be playing music at the flagpole pavilion. The drum line will come into the main gym and hallway. Oh, wow. Uh, from 1230 to 1, the Garfield High School musicians will be in the main gym. And uh, the Garfield student musicians will be playing again at the Quincy Jones Performing Arts Center. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the folks who were involved with the event we just talked about, Chandler Williams, transferred uh, after his freshman year from Kennedy Catholic High School to Garfield because of the music program. Right. And, and as a result, he has been a recording artist. And uh, other music includes like Maria Santel, the 69 alumni band. Miss Lily is a 56 alumni band. She will be singing. Butch Harrison, uh, he will be performing. And there will be a jam session 415 to 30. Uh, there will be uh, all kinds of different venues and uh, events going on. And I'd say probably the most important venue will be people seeing people they haven't seen in a long time. And being able to see people again, <laughs> although I, I'll, I, as long as I'm outside, I'll be cool. But inside, I'm wearing my mask. So uh, uh, that is uh, something. That's what's that's happening. There's also there'll be food trucks there available for folks uh, because it's like I said, it's an all-day event. People will be coming and going, and there will be a lot of different things for people to to uh, participate in, and music for them to sit back and and. Uh, uh, to enjoy. Wow, I I know I, I know I'm all my kids are bulldogs. I mean I'm you know I'm I'm an honorary bulldog. I'm like I'm like Rick. I'm like two big Rick. He <laughs> passed away. Uh, I, it was earlier this year or maybe late last year. Uh, that I guess he was honorary up there. Uh, 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 two big Rick. Rick that always hung around and was loved by the people, loved by all the people up at Garfield. So. Uh, I mean, I love Garfield. I mean, yeah. it, to me, and um, and as I told you earlier today when we were talking on the phone, when I first heard that song about who let the dogs out, I was in North Carolina because uh, Omari was going to Elizabeth City State down there. And I said, Omari, Omari, somebody wrote a song about Garfield. Somebody wrote a song about Garfield who let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> and my kids said, what was that song about Garfield? I told they said, who let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah, we oh, have my God. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, the same gentleman that make the T-shirts for uh, the MLK committee, uh, Terry Northington, 
has come up with one uh, with a little bulldog on the front and on the back it has straight out of Garfield. So, <laughs> so they'll, they'll, I've got my family some already. And then uh, <clears throat> we're also going to be, uh, you know, we've been had several people on the air talking about their experience. Uh, uh, last week we had uh, quite a few folks, uh, students who were students as well as some faculty members. And this week, I'm trying to hook up with the former principal, Eamon McWashington. His son, Sean McWashington, went to Garfield. And I was trying to get the Flowers guys. Bob Flowers was, was the captain of the 1961 Garfield High School basketball team. And his son is Dr. Ross Flowers, who was a student body president at Garfield. All city, all metro in hurdles, and uh, was the Pac-12 champion in hurdles. And went, he went on to UCLA. And then we were trying to reach out to Al Harrison, who was a very popular basketball player. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And also Miss Joyce Walker, who's a super bad basketball player. Oh, yeah, player. that's right. Great brother's right. ankles of her moves on the floor. So if, if the brothers playing, they want, they want Joyce on their side. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah, so we, yeah. So we're going to be continually talking to these folks, uh, exposing some of the people. Like I just had to run Anthony Allen down, uh, who was also the quarterback of the last championship football championship team Garfield had. And uh, Al Harrison, uh, Al Roberts was was uh, the coach in those days. We went on to coach at University of Washington and also professionally. So uh, overall, I think it should be a, a real good turnout. The weather is supposed to be 79, 78, 79 degrees. And yeah, well, my be, kids uh, are really excited about it. Chikundis are really excited about it. I mean, he's doing a lot uh, with the after stuff and all like that. And then Tundi was in the class of 90. He was co-captain of the football team. Mm-hmm. And Amai was in class of 93, and he he was a he always had an article in the Messenger. At that time, they had the Messenger newspaper up in there uh, with yeah. all the students' articles and and those kinds of things. And then and Hiram, so I had somebody that 86, 87, 90, and 93. Uh, you know, yeah. and, uh, so <laughs> I spent my I spent many years up at Garfield, um, and in many years, um, because I had my own business, and I my kids could never clock me because I was self-employed. So consequently, when I'd walk in the building, the secretary uh, and the counselor say, your kids are always where they're supposed to be. I say, yeah, because they never know when their mama going to walk in the building. And so I <laughs> never, I mean, I'd walk in that building and because sometimes I would take, I would go up there and pick up on mine and take him down to Olympia so he could testify on things, you know. And then eventually, I think Jesse Weinberry appointed him to be a page uh, down there. And so uh, he was always going to Olympia and they had to be. The new couldn't clock me, so uh, so that was the best thing you could do. Is when the kids can't <clears throat> clock you, you that you already you already winning because they're gonna have to be halfway right. <laughs> you know that reminds me of a, another story I heard. I had uh, 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 Elmer Dixon on. Elmer was one of the co-founders of the Seattle Black Panther Party while he's a student at Garfield, and uh, he was uh, he was sharing some stories about uh, uh, their. Uh, they were going to go down to Olympia with the guns and stuff on this one day, but the younger brother, Michael Dixon was a page. So he heard, uh, he heard the state patrol getting ready to get organized to greet the Panthers. So they postponed that appearance by one day. And when they went down the next day, they called him by, Oh, it was just a false alarm. They're not coming. It was Michael Dixon that pulled their coat to let them know Michael was a page that time. Hey, don't you guys come down now because of the, State patrol and everybody's waiting on you. So oh, they, yeah. they, they didn't go and they postponed. So 
when they didn't show up, everybody, oh, they're just the talk. They're not going to come down here. But the next day, they showed up in full force with the weapons. And when they left the, the uh, Olympia, they passed a law. You can't bring a weapon to Olympia until Trump got in. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And now, now it's open carry. Now, you know, people need to be reminded that when they go to, uh, I, I'm just going to see what's going to be on the agenda this, this season coming up. I might have to go down there and remind them uh, uh, what they did, you know, I mean, pull up a record on that. So now you could, anybody could uh, come, come with a gun, but in those days, you couldn't let, you couldn't uh, allow the Negroes to come, so you made, you passed the law. <laughs> so yep. they, no open carry. Wow, how things have changed. But one more time before we bring Haywood in here, I just want I just want to say, long live the Panthers, because guess what the governor just announced in the state of California? Free food, free lunch, free uh, for yeah. everybody. I mean, the Panthers are still alive. We got we got oh, these clinics here in Seattle, and we have that's the story we have to always tell when they talk about free lunch and free this and free that. Well, you got to talk about the Panthers because you know that's what they started. And now the governor said the whole state of California regardless of uh, maybe income, I mean, whatever, kids are going to get something to eat at school. Well, you know? I was, uh, I was uh, as a matter of fact, uh, to be honest with you, there's an elderly white lady who has been deceased. She was a member of the Radical Women with Claudia uh, Frazier and those guys. And she was on my staff when I was director of the Educational Talent Search Program at camp. And she said, Eddie, it's just too bad that all we all, everybody here has a job and we can't donate some money for the Panthers free breakfast program. So I took that message to uh, the Tampa executive director, Harold Whitehead. He said, we're gonna make a contribution every week for the breakfast program. And then I would get these debates with some more conservative black folks. Well, their deal is causing trouble. I said, well, how many kids are you feeding? How many, where's your <laughs> medical clinic? So by the time I got done, they didn't like me, but by the time I finished telling the truth, oh yeah, we just, we just with those guys, you just feel that way. I said, I just see, I'm, I'm just checking out the results of what they're doing. Now, you know, why don't you, why don't you come by and check out the free breakfast program? Well, you know, let but, me, let me tell me about all the kids you're taking care of. And so my wife was up. a server. My wife was a server. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. Isn't that amazing? But, but to think about, you think about the history, because this is for our listeners, the history of what they've done. The free clinic started here and in Oakland. Okay. Right. And now they got free clinics almost in every state of America. Some I mean, and that's beside the uh, the parent parenthood. I mean, because they don't serve all genders. I mean, you know. I mean, but but I mean, free clinics. Just think about the power yeah. that Black people have had to shift the public policy in America. That's right. I mean, we we shifted the public policy. It's okay to go to a free clinic. Okay, especially yeah, sitting all day at uh, at Cook County Hospital. I mean, waiting in some long place. I mean. But, but you think about how we in America, how black people have pushed public policy and that public policy is better for all people. Exactly, exactly. For all people. We look at, we look, I'm gonna tell you, when I was in Louisiana in Shreveport until I was 10 years old, if you wasn't black, you went to the white side of, of you drank out the white fountain, you went downstairs to the movie theater, you rode on the front of the bus. And uh, matter of fact, they even treated uh, a couple of folks from Africa uh, as though they were honorary whites. So I'm just saying, uh, now we, we, I mean, and, and the sad thing is, is that if we don't hurry up and get real busy, 
we will that's have right. some, uh, coming back again. That's why some that's really right. important for us to stand up and let the young people know how important it is. How and that's important why I like it is. But also folks like Bobby Alexander, Attorney Bobby Alexander, Shade Moore, the chair of the MLK Organizing Coalition, and the secretary of the McKinney Center, uh, McKinney Center for uh, Community and Economic Development. Those are the folks who are, 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 are in prime positions. As young as they are, they've had years of experience. And, and just on that note, and I was telling you earlier, Rev, that's why we're proposing the Pacific Northwest or the state of Washington Civil Rights Memorial Museum in that park. Yes. So, right. that, so the kids will always have this history in front of them and it becomes right. an educational center so right. they can embrace their, their relatives and ancestors right. as that's we go right. along our way. Because this that's stuff right. is lost in time. We passed away, what happened? Well, and that, that, that's what I'm saying right now. And in, and in 60 years, if we, you know, I mean, it's been 30 now because we've lived on a, we've lived on a, a culture of death. But six, for 30 years now, we've had all of this violence and stuff going on. It wasn't going on prior to that time. And so now we have kids who was born in 1990 have never known nothing but violence in the community. You and Amen. I, we didn't grow up that way. We didn't were born that. in 2022. <laughs> What do you say? Say it again. If they were born in 2000 or 22 now. That's right. That's right. And look at that. See, and yeah. then look at the violence. I don't know what it's like to be in the classroom and worried that somebody's going to come in there. We don't know what that's like. That was not part of our era. We might well, have what? Jim Crow and some other things, but don't nobody come in the classroom trying to kill us. Well, I tell you right now, anywhere, and I've been advising all black churches to have armed security in the front and the back of any interest in that church. I'm also saying the same thing with classrooms that are predominantly African-American. They have somebody that the doors are locked. And on the event we're having Sunday, we're asking for folks uh, who are licensed to be security guards because people that come and kill black folks if they know where they're gathering. So right. that's why that, that's why in Buffalo, that guy had been to that store twice and also had an elementary school. He's going to kill some younger black kids at. Right. So I'm just saying, we can't just take for granted that because no. we're the Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Commemoration Committee and we're nonviolent don't mean that other perpetrators won't come in and try to, to prompt, put violence on us. So we have to be prepared for everything. Well, it's we a have, perfect we opportunity for them to wipe out a bunch of leaders. Go ahead, say it again. Hey, what? It's a perfect opportunity for them to come and wipe out a bunch of leaders at a community event. Oh, that's right, because but remember yeah, we had just, the most police officers to go to D.C., right? for what we know about. And then I was also told that we had other professional people. We had a doctor. We had other people that went that did not, was not a part of, uh, not, not a part of uh, um, uh, the police department. So who was that doctor? Who was that attorney that went? I mean, so what happens if Black people was going to see this doctor and he went over there to uh, January 6th? So you're right about that. But jump yeah. in there. Hey, we know, you, we know you're not a bulldog, but come on, give us some, come on, give us some, give us something. Come on. Hey, look, my, my cousin, my cousin's a bulldog. <laughs> my, my cousin was a cheerleader at Garfield and in 68. Uh, Karan, yeah, been in Garfield. But I was in West Seattle. I was a West Seattle project baby. High point uh, project. Okay. Go high point. <laughs> high point and ride to Ballard every day. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah every day Ballard. That was a heck of a ride, too. It was hey, but look, do you know, do you know how many years the uh, the uh, black Population on south of the Ship Canal kept kept the uh, northern northern Ship Canal schools open because their population was in the south. Mm -hmm. 
You know, if it had not been for that, some of those schools would have had to be closed. And so what did they do? They bust our kids out there so they would have the population to keep the buildings open, see. Not only that, but they also use our kids for the voluntary busing integrating program. Right. And there were far more white students than there were black students. As far as I was concerned, they should have bused some white students into the, the inner city black schools. That's right. Um, It'd be a better relationship if they had, had they done it. Our kids have had to bear the burden of so-called integration. And they well, still banned it. Yeah, I'll let you speak because, hey, you, you want to speak on that because, hey, you experienced that bus ride. And oh, I, yeah, I experienced that. I was a heck of a bus ride. And you know, they did put the N-word on my locker, but but I resolved that issue quick, fast, and in a hurry. Amen. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not violent nowadays. God is good. Nothing but a chicken bone. But you know, we, we look at we look at what's going on. How can they take uh, taxpayer dollars now and they're giving it to private school? I mean, come on. But that's what they've been working for. And now I just see where there's a bunch of Republican mothers uh, are organized, and now they're coming back. They, they they're coming against the public school. But remember, the public school system was always for people who could who didn't have other means. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the people who had other means, kids that they went to Catholic schools or other schools, and now they want to take that money to be able to uh, uh, deplete the, uh, the public schools. And, and so they could build a private world for themselves. So they don't have kids or now they have to know anything about slavery or have to know anything about anything that, uh, that the kids should know about. They grew up believing in this world, uh, uh, this, this fairy tale. Because that's what it is, it's a fairy tale, okay? Once well, again, the Supreme Court has agreed to, grant, to give grants to private uh, colleges and institutions. Supreme Court said, no, it's okay. Uh-uh. That's public That's dollars. Court, yeah. Must be help of public institutions. Now it's going to private schools. It's just yeah. not right. Well, we're going to have to rise up again. Yeah. You know that? We're going to have to rise up again. And one thing about us, when we rise up, you know, one thing they always do, they always, we're the Muhammad Ali of organizing, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you could go down, you know, and you're nine and a half, buddy. we back on our feet. We're going to be doing the rope-a-dope, Okay. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, because Carlos Muhammad Ali, Joe Lewis, who else was a good boxer? I don't know, Jack Jones or something like that. Who's all black good boxers? Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Sugar Robinson, Ray, yeah, Sugar Ray that's Leonard. right, that's right. And then who did who, who did who did Muhammad Ali beat uh, uh, fight in Africa? Who was that person? You remember Gilly one of the Gorman. Manila? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then George Foreman. Yeah, so yeah. look, yeah, so yeah, we so we man, Tommy Hearn, that was my man. Yeah, so so we're gonna be like that. We're gonna get up and be, be on the rope of dope and just getting our strength. And we're gonna say, come on, we've been here before. That's what we have. That's what Mr. Ryan, all of us who come out of Jim Crow and then even, even segregation here in Seattle, we've been here before. We're not fooled. We've been here before. And we understand that there, uh, there, there's a lot of trickery going on and we have to be able to watch it and see it. And uh, of course, Eddie's daughter can see it. She says, "We built this. We built this joint for what? <laughs> for free. Free. Yeah, for free. <laughs> for free. For free. Why? Well, tell you, it's going to be a lot of things happening this weekend. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we're talking. I'm so glad about 59. I'm jazz. You know, I mean, I love birthdays. I was the only child. I love birthdays because everything was always for me. So <laughs> 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 everything was always for me. So. AIDS, I don't care about AIDS. I just love birthdays because everything was always for me. So, <laughs> well, you know, the really sad excited. thing, Reverend Harriet, is that 59 years later, people need to grasp this. And young people, you know, a lot of them just can't imagine that 
50, well, that's a long time ago. A long time ago, we were fighting for the same thing you're fighting for right now. Right. That's right. That's right. The the good thing, and you talk about those uh, Republican women and women who are pushing to private colleges, those same women are going to be losing their rights to control their own health care. And I think that's going to make the difference in this whole election. Yeah, because uh, women are outraged of uh, what's happening. And if they think, if they keep voting Republican, this is just the beginning. Uh, pretty soon, they won't have a right to vote. <clears throat> well, but, but, you know, the one thing that we'll be interested in, I was going to tweet this out, you know, I mean, because the guardian for them is uh, Clarence Thomas. But will he want to overturn lovely, 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 lovely versus the state of Virginia? That's an interesting because, marriage. Because if, he, if, he, if that one was overturned, him being married to somebody outside of his race would be against the law. Well, she should be against the law anyway, though. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. She needs to be held accountable it, for some of her actions. Yeah. And she, but, he but knew that, all about but, it the whole time. Yeah. It was The vote was eight to one to turn, have Trump's papers turned over. The only one no vote was Clarence Thomas. <laughs> well... But but that law, I mean, they'd have to overturn that one before they could come back to get uh, Brown versus the Board of Education. See, so uh, it was interesting. But again, we're this is our call. This is our time. This is our time. We're being called. We're being called because we who've been here before, we've seen this. We've seen it. And we know the viciousness of these people. We remember Emmett Till. We remember these things. We remember all the charges. We remember. We know the viciousness. Now, the young people might be, oh, man, why? I don't know. But we understand the viciousness of these people. And that's why you're doing that this week. That's why That's why they have the commemoration of the March on Washington. It's a, it's a mighty powerful thing, I mean, for us to keep doing and uh, to keep doing that. And then also about the centennial. I mean, <clears throat> because it's us. If not, if not us, who? If not now, when? Yeah, right. That's right. Garfield Centennial Saturday from 9.30 to 5 at the school. And uh, so we want all the Garfield. And it's still the central area, people. Hey, you might be able to take some, but you can't take the that. You can't take that. It's still in the central area. Is that right, Mr. Ryan? That's still in the CD. No question about it. All right. Then on Sunday, what's happening? On Sunday is uh, 59th. Uh, anniversary of the 1963 march on Washington, D.C. for jobs and freedom, as Hayward had mentioned, or you had mentioned earlier, that led to the 1964 Civil Rights Act being signed and the 1965 Voting Rights Act being signed, in which they both are under attack and assault right. right now. If you don't stand up for your rights, you won't have any. That's right. And so yeah, we, we expected to see you there. Bring your children, bring your grandchildren. It really is for the young people. So, yeah. 59 years and uh, 59 years look good. So let's keep up the good work. I want to thank you, Mr. Rye and Mr. Evans for being on my show today. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. Thank you very much, thank you. Mary. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. We listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'll see you next week. Take care. Enjoy the sun. Stay hydrated. <laughs>